So if you notice something different <laughs> and you guess theme music, you're absolutely right. We'll talk about that uh, a little bit more in a little bit. Um, we're, we're chuckling right now because there was a whole conversation you didn't hear. Fran screwed up. <laughs> so it's I, all his fault. You know, and, and had, you, had you heard the conversation, you would have heard me saying that I'm a klutz. Well, we did a sound check. And to listen to the sound check, you have to unplug the equipment to hear it. And then we were 20 minutes into the podcast and realized I never. 20 minutes of my life, I'm not going to get back. No, was, and it was 20 good minutes. And we yeah, can't even yeah. we can't even try to recreate it. We can't. But we're well, going. We're going to. We're going. To. <laughs> we're, going to, we're going to recreate it. But it's it will. <laughs> it won't. It, it's not going to be that like extra virgin podcast. It's going to no. be the the next level down. Yeah, yeah it's tainted now. Yeah. So so. But anyway, welcome back to a very special social distancing episode of Native Plants Healthy Planet, presented by Pinelands Nursery. I am your klutzy host, Fran Chismar. And I'm your unklutzy host. <laughs> at least here at home, I'm still klutzy. But I'm uh, I'm Tom Knezik. Uh, after reviewing our entries, we we got a couple of entries for our oh, theme music. You get redemption here. I get you, redemption. You yeah. get redemption. <laughs> <laughs> we got a couple of entries for our theme music, um, and, and we decided on a winner. And uh, if you listen, well, obviously you didn't listen, but the last time I pronounced the guy's name wrong. But uh, this time I'm going to get it right if yeah. I can remember. Yeah. But um, at the beginning of this show, you actually heard our new theme song, which is "Funky Road" by by Stephen May. Oh, man. It's, it's not Mayor. It's Mark. Mark. Stephen Mark. Stephen Mark. And the uh, only reason we know that was I, I didn't tell Tom, but I, I Googled a YouTube video on how to pronounce that. The last name is spelled M-A-H-E-R. And I was, I'm like, is it Mar or Mayor? And I didn't want to let Stephen know that he had won yet. We wanted to surprise mm -hmm. him if he heard the podcast first. So there was actually a YouTube video on how to pronounce it. So I knew that Tom would be announcing it, and I didn't tell him. Because I wanted yeah. to see how he would pronounce it, and he pronounced and it I, wrong <laughs> twice. Twice, twice now. now, and you knew I, you had I, the shot of redemption. <laughs> but <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> I forgot how which one was right and which one was wrong. <laughs> and I went with my gut, and my gut in that case was incorrect again. Now it's still very possible when we reach out to him, he could be, yeah, it's it's mayor. Yeah, that's, and I'm hoping that's the case. So, so I I didn't mess he, up after all. If I were Stephen, I would say that just for comedy sake. Yeah. I would. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But anyway, uh, Stephen, when you hear this, um, or we're, we're going to reach out to you as yep. well. Probably you'll get that before you'll hear this. But uh, we have your prize pack, and you're going to get a Pinos Nursery terracotta mug. You're going to get a 10-pack of seed packets. There's only two here, but you're going to And um, we're going to give you all 10. And uh, we're also going to give right. you a Pinos Nursery winter hat and scarf. And so just in time for the end of winter. Yeah, just in time to look stylish for yeah. you can just look like a uh, hipster for yeah. for spring. <laughs> but uh, from what I understand Stephen is in Illinois, so a mm -hmm. little harsher winters and Which I was surprised to hear that we we had listeners in Illinois. I thought we were going to have um listeners that might be outside of our town. Yeah. Uh, so uh, maybe my my in-laws might listen. Yeah, like like <laughs> I I would make my kids listen. Yeah. You know, my my fiance like make yeah. her listen. Although I kind of I kind of feel she asked me if I I wanted her to listen, and I kind of feel like I'm very talkative. She has to listen to me yeah. all the time, and I kind of feel like if I forced her to listen to me, even when I wasn't there, there might be a coup. So yeah. I was like, you know what? No, you don't have to listen. You're good. But she listened anyway. So well, that's good. I was, yeah. I was very happy about that. So, uh, But, yeah, we'll get those out to you. Uh, we're going to shoot you an email after this and get your address. And thank you so much. We were really excited when we heard mm -hmm. your theme music. We were really we're happy to have that as our, our intro music. Yeah. So um, we have decided in the wake of concerns over COVID-19 um, that we were going to suspend having guests into the studio for podcasts. Um, hence the social distancing episode mm -hmm. of this. Um, we until we until the time that we feel it's safe to resume. We didn't want to put really anyone in, you know, in harm's way or at risk. And, and ideally, our our goal is to have everyone come into the the studio. Uh, we just feel like you get a better 
conversation when it's face-to-face when it's in person um you don't have those awkward pauses over the phone when someone doesn't know if you're answering a question or maybe they're like me and they kind of tone out when you're on the phone um so it's just nicer to have them here in person so you get a better chemistry yeah and there's there's electricity to it when someone's in here and you have a good conversation going and mm-hmm. there nothing beats that so but in the meantime while we do this we can still even if you're sequestered at home there's a lot of uh counties here in new jersey that are starting to uh not quarantine, but shut down. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is something, you know, if you're bored, uh, we can, you can still let us into your house in a safe way. And, and we, hopefully we can make you laugh. We wanted to, to bring some levity to the situation. It's a serious situation and we're not, and, and we're not. Hopefully you learn a little bit too. Yeah. And a fun fact, um, since you mentioned surprise that people outside of our mm-hmm. area, listen, uh, 10 countries wow. where we have been heard and 30, 30 states. So I'm not happy about the other 20. I'm a perfectionist. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm, I focused on the 20 we haven't hit, mm. not the 30 we yeah, have yeah, hit. Yeah. So, uh, but we're excited. We, we want to bring some fun to this. Um, we, we made some modifications to the studio, and we are bump-free. I'm happy to – I think we are. We, hopefully. Hopefully. So we've taken off the pop filters and exchanged it for foam. Uh, so it's less things for us to hit when we're moving around. Uh, we pat this is it. New Jersey. We we move we, our hands we, when we talk. We talk with our hands. So um, we pat it underneath the microphone stands to to take away some of the bumps. Hopefully, when we're yeah, that's we're hitting. my anti tapping feature. Yeah, it still shows up, yeah. but but it's not as as loud. So we we tried to we unplug to, the phone. We did so unplug no the phone. No phone calls. During, I I left my cell phone yeah. out of here, so I can't even like be distracted mm-hmm. by that so i'm waiting for me now i'm actually going to because we had the incident where i forgot to plug everything back in i'm going to go look while we're on air and make sure i turn the video camera on yeah i'm pretty sure i did <laughs> yeah but i'm gonna go check and i'm waiting i'm like i'm going to drag a cord under my foot when i get up yeah, yeah and yeah. i'm gonna pull like everything <laughs> off the table so and then we're gonna have to start again <laughs> so i'm gonna look real fast but um while fran's doing that i want to say we're excited to have uh also up and running, we have a brand new website. It's uh, www.nativeplantshealthyplanet.com. Um, you can go on there. You can listen to the podcast on there. You can also listen to them on Spotify or, or iTunes or uh, anywhere that you're consuming your podcast regularly. But you can listen to them right on the website as well. Uh, you can read bios if you really want to delve into the brand in my I, personal life. I think they're well written. I'm, I'm happy. Well, you wrote them. So. That's why they're well written. <laughs> And you can also follow up with some of uh, some of the guests we have on the podcast. You can visit their social media. We're putting all our links on there. Um, even put a link to the the Eagle Camp that we talked about in our last episode with Duke Farms. Um, yeah, it was, which I've been spending a lot of time on that Eagle Camp. I haven't spent as much as you, but I I can see it. You know, I'm fighting it. Like it's one of those things where I know I could easily get addicted to because when I've seen it, I haven't caught. A lot happening, mm-hmm. but I'm afraid as soon as I stop watching it, something's going to happen. Yeah, it really is kind of addictive, and I'm I was shocked when I first pulled up how many people were watching it because it gives you a, a counter for how many people were watching at the time. And I think the lowest I ever saw it was around 200 people, and the mo- highest was around 400 people all at one time watching this eagle sit on its nest. And um, every the the chicks right before uh, right before we had Duke Farms on. Um, they actually have a timestamp of when things happen, oh, and okay. I saw that the the eggs had hatched just before we had those folks on, and uh, so these these chicks are now only 15, 16 days old. Yeah. Um, they're born right around the the end of February, beginning of of March, so they're only a few weeks old, and you can see how fast they're growing. You can see the food that the eagles actually bringing back to the nest. And the one time I looked, there was some kind of furry dismembered body in there the the next time there's like four or five fish that are in this nest um i didn't see it bring the fish in but it but you could see that it was actually feeding it's uh it's hatchlings and and it's you know it's it's a way to spot something that really you you would never get to see like we're getting mm-hmm. to appreciate something that really there's you know you can't really document at least not that consistent yeah. and yeah. it's it's pretty awesome and i have to i find myself limiting how much i'll let myself Mm-hmm. Yeah. watch it because yeah. i'm afraid like i'll be like oh i've been watching this for an hour yeah like, <laughs> oh yeah i might just put it like put it on when i'm going to go to sleep i don't know how much yeah. you can see it's i haven't watched yeah. it at night yet but like let the 
the eagle cam lull me to sleep. You know, I haven't seen it at night either. Yeah. I haven't looked, so that's, that's my next tonight's homework. There you go. Watch watch the eagle cam at night. So we did put it was a little bit of an afterthought, but as we talk about all these great things, we don't want you to just interact with us. We want you to interact with our guests. Mm-hmm. That's that's part of the whole purpose of this podcast is to bring the general public and these wonderful organizations together um for good for good reason so if you want more information and you go to our website at www.nativeplantshealthyplanet.com under each episode we will give you links uh for all the important mm-hmm. pertinent things for for that guest yeah um the other thing is we have some fun activities uh, well, more for us, but but plan for you guys to listen to today. Uh, we did a lot of research for this one. We 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 probably did too much research on this one. <laughs> so, but we wanted to again. We we it's a very si- serious situation, but we wanted to try to bring a little bit of levity and and have a little bit of fun and take everyone's mind off of it just a little bit. So, um, speaking of having fun with our listeners, we want to thank all the new listeners. I'm very humbled mm-hmm. actually uh, by the amount of people that have tuned in and listened to our podcast. Um, it's really very, very humbling for me. When, it's, when we first started talking about this and said, hey, we want to have a podcast, and uh, we recorded our first episode, which was just the, the intro to, to Fran and I, and um, we really looked at it and said, well, how many people do you would you be happy with if we listened to this? And I think I threw out the number 25. I think I said 25, <laughs> too. I was like, you know, if, some, if we got 25 listeners minus us listening to yeah. it or in the office or if we got 25 organic listeners to this – we'd be happy and and it's it's far exceeded that so and i i never imagined that so and and speaking of which i i want to thank everyone that took the time to actually rate us on uh apple podcasts Mm -hmm. Uh, it's wonderful and it's we're we're currently at a four and a half out of five stars and except that one person you you know who you are (laughs) so we you know i so i found the reviews i i wasn't expecting to see any and then i see there's reviews Mm -hmm. So and at the time that I first looked, it was all five star reviews, and I'm I'm glowing, I'm I'm happy. And then, then there was a three star review, and that person made Fran very upset. I you know, and a three star review is still very good. It's it's just slightly above average, mm-hmm. um, you know, which is fair for for I don't know what they listened to if it was the first yeah. episode oh, yeah. or the second episode. I thought it was a little early, you know, but mm-hmm. like get a body of work, yeah, give us a chance, yeah, give us a chance. So it's like that was pretty pretty quick draw but i was like oh someone someone didn't like us like and i felt like insecure like in high school like i was like oh <laughs> someone someone didn't really care like what what did we do what did i do wrong <laughs> <laughs> but but because of that if we ask you guys if you'd really enjoy what we're what we're putting out there and you want to see more stuff like that leave us a review on on apple podcast or yeah. wherever you can leave us a review and give us some feedback too let us know what you'd like to hear us talk about what we could do better yeah you you had said earlier if 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 uh, you like it, leave a review. If you don't, oh yeah. Don't. If, you, if you don't like what we're doing, I'm only going to read five star reviews. So if you want to give us constructive criticism, give us five stars. Then tell us what you don't. Like. I'm not reading reviews anymore. I'm, I'm. I can't. I realize it's going to make me crazy. I realize after seeing that one, it made me crazy. So I was like, <laughs> I, I have to. I, I'm cutting it off. You can if you can filter them, Tim. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to filter out. I'll just give you the good ones to give you a little confidence boost going into it. But it's. We we do want your interaction. Um, one of the things, having done podcasts before, having written, and, and you do something creative um, that you're very proud of and you put your work out there, um, it's hard sometimes when it's quiet because mm. you don't know. Like you, you need feedback to know of what you in your mind think what you did was good, but you really don't get that validation until yeah. someone yeah. S- listens to it or reads it and says, yes, this is good. We agree with you. We're happy with this. Mm. So. If you do like it, we appreciate the reviews. We appreciate the listens. Follows are really nice. Likes are really good. Um, comments. Comments on, on Podbean where our podcast is hosted. But we're on all social media. We want to interact with you. We we want to yeah. have a relationship there's, with you. There's even times we're asking you guys for your opinion. or um, We're going to talk about the, the native plant March Madness in a little bit. We want your guys' feedback. And we got some of your feedback on uh, on what plants we should include in that yeah um, but there's other topics we want to include you guys and in, uh and in get your feedback get what you want to hear us talk yeah. about and maybe there's guests you want us to interview yeah it's we we did have someone follow up with us saying you know we touched with duke farms about forest management and and the effect the deer have um 
you know, and they asked if we could expand on that. So that will shape who we bring in as mm-hmm. guests. Um, and we could do um, one of the things that we've done on our Facebook and YouTube, if you haven't followed along, is uh, Tom started a series called Whiteboard Ecology, which it started with uh, Bill Young from Sumco uh, Eco, who's actually a professor at um, University of Penn, mm-hmm. yeah. um, to talk about succession. I did one on the importance of straight species native plants. And we have more planned as our guests come in, they're going to do it. It's like a mm-hmm. five to 10 minute lesson. Uh, video that's that's meant for anyone. Yeah, yeah. It's really someone. All one of the questions uh, on a personal level I get all the time is, well, "What really is a native plant?" So that's gonna be a video. We're gonna make a video. What is a native plant? What's the actual definition? Because um, if you go on the internet, you're gonna find a lot of different answers, and there there probably isn't a black and white definition, but there's a dark shade of gray definition that, that is yeah, out there. Yeah, definitely. And one of the things that we deal with all the time as a native plant nursery is um, people say, well, what is provenance? What is mm-hmm. the important provenance? We're going to do one on that. So we have a lot of great topics. And it's, like I said, it's five to ten minutes, and we're going to yeah. make it – we're going to condense it down and simplify it. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, well, like tiny little snippets of just like succession obviously is a huge topic, but it's just – take. I think we took seven minutes and just made a mini lesson on this is what it is. This is why it's important. We need things at every step of that scale. Um, Now, now I am very competitive, and we'll expand on this in a little bit. But so far, we've done two videos. They've been posted on YouTube and Facebook. Now, my YouTube video has more likes than Bill's. Mm -hmm. But Bill's Facebook video, way more likes than mine. Like, it's embarrassing to me. And I'm, I'm having trouble with that. So if you're listening, go over to our Facebook page at Pinelands Nursery NJ and watch my whiteboard ecology and like it or love it. Actually, love yeah. it would be uh, would be great. So I can next time I see Bill, I can let him know that I'm more popular than <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah, yeah he, he'll take that to heart if he thinks that he's he, not popular. He will. He will. So and I'd but, like to uh, be able to have that conversation with him. Yeah. And just and, like, and I'll even take that one step further and like we we're just saying go on that and comment other things that you want to learn about that's um like we've been saying that series is really to help teach uh, our all our listeners and followers more about native plants because there's a lot of information out there and it's hard to decipher what is there's a lot of misconceptions yeah. you know and it's um we're trying to to preach good ecology mm-hmm. and I think that's the whole purpose of this yep. like good accurate ecology uh, nothing to profit from, just good information. Mm-hmm. We're trying to to take the information that we have, you know, here at not just Pinelands Nursery, just our collective base of people yeah. that we want to bring on this podcast to introduce to mm-hmm. you. Their knowledge, collective knowledge is incredible. Oh yes, yeah, and, it and, really is. And we want to share that. Mm-hmm. We want to share that. We get to we get a glimpse of the brilliance. We want to be able to to share that. So I don't know how I made it in the video clips. I had no brilliance to, to share. But <laughs> that was that was when you well, you came up with the idea yeah. and, and said this is something I I know about and I want to talk about and um yeah we we want that we want I'm like I'm gonna do some videos we have Bill Young's gonna come back and do some videos and all of our guests are gonna all of our guests that you are, know a lot of them are have really the option excited. to do them but a lot of them are really excited about just getting a snippet of their message out there to really just give it without any uh extra clarification yeah yeah so So speaking of being competitive tom tell us about march madness i brought it up a little bit before but we have our native plant march madness the basketball tournament got canceled but native plant march madness rolls on Uh, and it's only on our it's exclusively on our facebook exclusively on our facebook okay so basically what we did is uh we built a, a primary bracket um of native plants split into tree shrub perennial and grass divisions uh then we put that on facebook and asked for people to suggest uh, a couple more species that we can throw in there we wanted 68 total total species i think we had 64 um so we're gonna have end up with 68 i haven't uh told anyone which ones we picked and who's gonna get the prize from our, our facebook vote but uh that is that is up and we're actually gonna start the the voting starts tonight today's uh tuesday the 17th and the voting, just like the tournament was supposed to start tonight, the voting is going to start tonight on those. So, so take be- a peek at our Facebook when you hear this and, and vote for your favorite plan. All right. So before it starts, I'm suggesting that you and I each fill out a bracket, but we keep it secret. Yeah. Like we're not yep. going to tell each other how we're doing. 
we can, but it would be like we poker should, face. We should it. probably post it. We should probably, and that po- way we can see. All right, all right. So that we'll, way, no we'll, one can cheat. All right. Uh, yeah. The, the, oh, okay. That, uh, see, I, I wasn't I, thinking of I cheating, didn't pick but up I picked up on this on first recording. <laughs> but now I got it. Yeah. All right. You're, all right. You're you know what? On changing your entries we, after the fact. No, I wouldn't do that. All right. So we'll post. We'll we'll do our brackets. We'll post them, and then I think we should have a wager that. We have to come up with something that the loser has to do something on the podcast so that our listeners yeah. can mm-hmm. can see and hear. Mm-hmm. Um, we can video it. So I don't know what we got to talk about it, but I was thinking we had thrown around the idea of doing a podcast where we sample native plants that you can eat. Mm-hmm. So maybe the loser has to eat something that the winner declares or, or yeah. makes or cooks. Yeah. I think that's a good idea. All right. I thought it was a good idea last time, too. Yeah, so I, I think it's a no great now. idea. <laughs> we were saying I have a ton of weird allergies. I'll have to bring my EpiPen just in case. Yeah. Who knows? Yep. Because that would be – it, it might could, be. And it could be really good. <laughs> we're we're going to get in some native plant recipes later. And yeah. I, some of these I'm hoping I can make this year when, when stuff yeah. ripens up. Yeah, um, yeah. So uh, actually, um, speaking of uh, native plants um, – head over to our as spring is hitting make sure you head to our instagram page we have we always have the pinelands nursery instagram page but we created our own uh at native plants underscore healthy planet on instagram as we get into the spring uh many of the organizations that we work with that have plant sales or or things now unfortunately with with this the state of affairs right now a lot of uh plant sales or events or are, events are, are getting being canceled or postponed. postponed. We're, we're hoping that most of them are postponed till summer to a point that everyone can enjoy it. But as things bloom, we're going to try to bring that to you. Um, and we're really going to try to connect you with all these great organizations that have things going on. So if, even if things are canceled or postponed, we'll try to let you know that as well. Mm-hmm. So, so you, you're up to date. And that was really that you were saying earlier is it was the purpose of this yeah this yeah we really wanted uh and we've even touched on it a little mm-hmm. bit in this discussion we wanted to connect our our listeners and viewers and followers to these organizations uh, just as a company pinelands nursery has access to tons of great organizations who are doing some really um just extraordinary work in native plants and habitat and pollinator habitat and uh, some of them are, are really well known, and some of them are not really well known at all. And uh, I, when we were talking about starting the podcast, yeah. it was really we wanted to connect people who were following us on Facebook with these groups because a lot of them require or need volunteer yeah. dollars or time and um, to, to function. They're so. organizations you can get involved with, and you can make a difference. Yeah. So, and and a lot of the are like the the people that follow us on facebook they they ask us about these things mm-hmm. like well what can we do you know where can we go how can we help and they're varied too there's there's stuff that's all about pollinators or all about plants or even um just about wildlife and uh and and um even hunting groups that are doing a lot with native plants and habitat restoration and conservation and uh and that was what we wanted to do we wanted to link you guys together so that's what we're doing with the instagram page is really just Featuring, we're, we're posting some of our own content too, but we're really sharing a lot of other people's content when they have a planting day or a roadside cleanup or um, and a walk through the pines or an education day or, or a plant sale. We want to connect you guys yeah. with those groups. And the one link is is native plants. Yeah. So yeah. speaking of native plants, we have native plants in the studio today. Different native plants. Different native plants, mm-hmm. and uh, and this is a little bit unseasonable for right now. Yeah. Uh, we brought some red buds in the room with us, and because we're keeping them in a heated greenhouse, um, just mild, just a, a lightly heated greenhouse, light. just to keep the winter chill off of them, which we didn't really get. Yeah, um, they actually started blooming and now leafing out much, much earlier than the ones that are actually outside. Although, if you look at the conditions for for mid March here in New Jersey, and you go out, like even non native plants, forsythia is blooming, cherries are blooming. Uh, willows are leafing it's unseasonably warm which isn't always a great thing if if you have cold frosts or freezes mm-hmm. in the forecast but i don't really see that i think we lucked out we're mid-march and there's no none of that in the at least for us yeah. none of that yeah. in our future so um and, and the two real benefits of these the, the red buds that are in a room right now is one they don't smell um <laughs> it's i i, I will never forget those eastern red cedar because for the, how little they were in here they smelled so bad for so long yeah and that, i wasn't here that day so i was glad i got to miss it 
Yeah, uh, it was. It but was I bad. know how bad they can it, smell. <laughs> it was bad. It, it was definitely like a room full of litter boxes. So, and the second benefit, and another thing, I could include this in a recipe later, but these yeah. are actually edible. You can eat the flowers. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't mean eating a flower. And they taste uh, a lot like like sugar snap peas. Yeah. Actually, one of the things I've seen with this, you can lightly coat them in sugar and freeze them mm-hmm. and then use them as a garnish, hmm. uh, which is really nice. So it's it, there's a lot of nice a- attributes to, yeah. this, to yeah. this plant. So we're, we're happy to have this. You can always send us suggestions. Like if you want to see something or, or send something in to be on the table, mm-hmm. you know, native plant. And uh, we don't have to choose your suggestion, but you can send it to us. Yes. But yes. We're, we are going to try and choose. If you guys send something in, we're going to try and choose. Use it. Yeah. But don't do anything cruel. That nah. you want us to. <laughs> but we do have some things on the table today. This one you you brought in, yeah, correct? So this is uh, the two donations we got today. The first is a book that I had that I actually used a little bit for uh, so for some of our research for later. Is a, a book called Cattail Moonshine and Milkweed Medicine, and uh, and I forget the author. Uh, I'll, I'll look in a little bit, okay. but um, uh, it's a book that's really about. A lot of historical uses and Native American uses for native plants, and that's it. Actually, spans the whole country. There's some stuff from the desert southwest. There's stuff from the, the Pacific Northwest. Some from the East Coast. Uh, so for later, I tried to focus on a lot of the stuff that was and, and we're going to hear. And we're going to uh, talk about this book. Yeah, uh, that's one of our topics for today. Um, and then we have this one, which was donated from from my my brother Steve. Uh, Steve Kinesic. He donated a book, uh, a copy of How Indians Use Wild Plants for Food, Medicine, and Craft. Which was I, I found it very very entertaining, not entertaining, uh, informative. I couldn't mm-hmm. like once I started looking at it, I couldn't put it down. So it was, it was really you know we're gonna talk about five ways that you can use native plants for for medicine. Uh, we we tried to make it, you know, in in this time of need, like five five ways native plants can be used as food. Mm-hmm. Five. Five ways uh, plants can be used as medicine, some of which some of the treatments were oddly specific, yeah, oddly specific. Yeah. And I don't even want to talk, talk about them. <laughs> <laughs> like I was just like, wow, they, wow. They, they had a lot of really specific yeah. <laughs> like that. They're like, we need to come up with. Uh, they're, yeah, they're, uh, uh, the, I'm, we won't even get it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah buy the book, buy the book and, yeah. and, and read the book. Um, but the the way this whole idea happened was last week I came across an article unrelated to what's going on right now about native plants um, leaves that can be used as toilet paper if you were say you were out on a hike and um, nature calls you yeah. you know literally yeah. so and and you can you know and and we ended up doing research and. And I thought, you know, in in this wake of the great toilet paper rush, did you buy your toilet paper? By the way, I'm I don't I didn't. Okay, my wife may have bought it, but all right, I haven't checked. I did before it happened. I just happened to. I think yeah, I think we'd already been stocked. It, yeah, up. that's just how we it was, operate. It was just huh. be, but we thought in in the wake of this, it would be a fun idea to review some ways that native plants can help when adversity strikes. So how how they can be your friend, even in that. We're gonna save that one till last though. Um, I think we'll start off with the. That's called a hook, by the way. That That's... is that is a <laughs> <laughs> that is our podcast hook. So you got to stay tuned. You got to come with us for the the journey. Stay with us. So uh, we're going to start off with five plants to use as medicine from the book How Indians Use Wild Plants for Food, Medicine, and Crafts by Francis Densmore. So you know this is one that actually native plants for medicine is a fairly common practice nowadays it's not unusual like and there's a lot of native plants that are already being used and are, are widely known and accepted uh, echinacea um <clears throat> elderberry uh with uh has a lot of great properties to mm-hmm. it and people so we tried to steer away from those we tried to take other native plants that maybe people hadn't thought of for mm-hmm. for remedies so uh for a sore throat if you're if you're experiencing experiencing a sore throat you could use sweet flag or acarus or a chorus so mm-hmm. that's one of these you know it's at school of thought there's very specific schools of thought mm-hmm. in in botanical names in the nursery industry and once you subscribe to it you never ever submit yes <laughs> you, you never concede if you say acarus someone can tell you you know the foremost authority can say a chorus and you will call it Acarus forever. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to say how we pronounce it is right or wrong or how you pronounce it is right or wrong. 
Yeah, just that's did. that's one of the things that always uh, I was intrigued by is is the folks that are from down south. Like we say, Carrix, like Carrix Alert or Carrix Vulpinoidea. Um, but then when I've talked to people from North Carolina or South Carolina, they always pronounce K-Rex. And, and I just found it so intriguing that it really, it was just a different enunciation and a Southern accent. Yes. But uh, it's not right I'm, I'm going to tell you guys you're wrong. <laughs> no, not really. It's, it's really, it's so much of it, uh, it. We won't even get into common names and how they differ from region yeah. to region. Exactly. Um, so a lot of it's just where you're from and. And where you learn to pronounce it. We're just going to pronounce it the way we pronounce it. We're not going to concede. But we're not also going to say you're wrong. I'll, I'll accept how you pronounce it. You just have to accept how I pronounce it. So, <laughs> But you can use sweet flag. Um, you can pulverize the root and then snuff it up your nostrils. You trying Which, that one? Uh, we're, I do have to say we're not condoning yeah, yeah, we we aren't telling you guys to go out and do this. Oh, I have a sore throat. I'm going to go and snuff I'm some. I'm not uh, saying some, any <laughs> some of these are pro- I'm not. I'm not saying any of these are proven remedies at all. I'm, I'm actually going to say they don't work, yeah. just to make sure no one. It's uh, re- we want you to guys to hear this, buy the book maybe, yeah. or, or do your own research. Google's a wonderful thing. You can yeah. go on there and, and look up just about anything you want. There's a lot and, of proven and safe remedies mm, out exactly. there today, but you know, for for the sake of of levity it's not even levity this uh, this was really done by native american Mm -hmm. indians so they they pulverized the root snuffed it up their nose i may actually try this one this is a plant we actually grow here at the nursery and we have a lot of um i'm gonna give it a shot we're gonna have to charge you for each plug you take (laughs) (laughs) but so the next one on the list is uh is agastache or or even uh, some people pronounce it agastache but that has uh the ability uh, potentially to to help with pneumonia symptoms, um, and what Native Americans would do is actually steep the root and and drink it like a tea. I would actually try that one. I think Agastache actually has a, a strong scent to it, mm-hmm. like a good. It's it's, it's like uh, anise, like yeah. licorice. Yeah. So I would imagine that's probably a, a good tasting yeah. uh, tea to make with that. So high sop, mm-hmm. hisop, high sop. That's another yeah hisop yeah. and high sop. <laughs> so. Next one, if you're experiencing a fever, uh, one thing we definitely have in abundance here in New Jersey is goldenrod, uh, and it's not it didn't it wasn't specific on which one, but solidago. Uh, you can dry it and make it into a decoction to drink, yeah, which we still don't know what a decoction is. Um, I, it's a it's a liquid. I would imagine it's a a mi- like a like a mixed cocktail. I want to know what the difference of is between a decoction and a concoction. concoction. I never so heard it until I read the If you know the answer. Right in comment comment on on any of the social media that you know and and I want to know why you know that I don't want to just know yeah, that you know yeah. it like I don't want to know oh I googled it after I heard and found out this I want to know that you knew it before we yeah. had this conversation and why you know I'm sure that. somebody does there's I'm a sure lot of people do. in this world that are smarter than us I'm an so. idiot <laughs> I'm an idiot I think most people in this world are smarter than me so. Uh, so, what's the next the, one? The next one is a, a Native American cure for the common cold, or uh, or at least a, a help for the common cold, was to use calthoplustris, or which is marsh marigold, um, and they would also make a decoction and uh, by using the leaves and stalks. Awesome. Awesome. And calth is interesting because it's an ephemeral. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm wondering if they were harvesting and, and drying this out and saving yeah. it uh, yeah. because it's, it's really only there for the spring. So, mm-hmm. um, And then the last one, because a lot of these – aren't in season right now these aren't things that you can try right now unfortunately um but this one you can so astraya or uh, hop horn bean for a cough if you're experiencing a cough you can take branches uh cut the heartwood into small pieces boil it down into a decoction and that just sounds hard to me that's That's a lot of work for I'm going to go out over the winter and, and start chopping this wood to develop a cough just so I can use it. <laughs> just I think you're getting chopping a cough up my hop horn bean tree. Because you have to find yeah. a hop horn bean <laughs> and then harvest the branches and, and chop it up into small pieces. Yep. That's a lot of work. That's yeah. Re- oh, yeah. that's, to me, that's very specific as well. To, to go through that, you're wondering if, if when that was discovered that someone was just doing it to try it. Like, I'm going to boil – this branch today no i had a cough and i no longer had a cough yeah so that's what you do yeah that is and obviously i wasn't alive back then but it would be interesting to know how they came up with these decoctions and concoctions and and figured out how these native plants 
helped cure them of, of their ails. Because that documentation has lasted. So we still have it. I mean, we have it here in this book. Mm-hmm. Research was there. There was documentation of of how and why these worked. And there's a lot of like great thing just for food and you know dealing with native plants i found this book extremely interesting like i picked it up and couldn't put it down actually so because of some of the oddly specific stuff yeah. there. so <laughs> yeah. but uh, the the next section we're go- we are going to talk about native plant recipes i'm actually going to concede to you on this one because i know you kind of did a lot of the yeah, research on yeah this and one, I've, so. I've actually cooked some some native plant recipes before that i uh, either found online or found in this this book cattail moonshine and and um and milkweed medicine. Actually, on on our YouTube channel, which is Pineland's yeah. oh, Nursery, yeah. Tom has a video on uh, elderberry fritters. Yeah, flower the, fritters. the elderflower fritters, which is actually number one on this list, was actually the whole the whole elderberry plant. And um, but uh, but really, I as I started looking through some of this stuff, I was like, oh man, this would be like kind of an interesting date night. But uh, we're gonna ignore that. You can't actually get a lot of this stuff in the same time frame. Um, obviously, the just number one is elderberry juice and elderflower fritters it's not, the, it's the flowers end up, end up becoming the berries after they're they're pollinated but um so you're not going to get those at the same time unless you harvested the berries and saved them until the next year but um but there's actually some really really cool recipes out there using native plants and they're uh either parts or the whole the whole plant and using native plant plant products to create some really uh delicious recipes yeah. And, and elderberry juice is supposed to have some great medicinal qualities. Yeah, it has a lot of uh, antioxidants in yeah. it, and um, there's a lot of research being done right now about how to use elderberry juice and, and elderberry syrup to, to help cure different ailments yeah. you might have. Awesome. But, uh, but basically with the elderberry juice, you're, you're taking the berries, pressing them down, harvesting the juice, similar to how you would, how you would collect the grape juice when you're going to make wine. Um, but the elderflower fritters, you can go on our YouTube channel and see the whole video that I walk you through how to do that. Really easy. You just clip off the flour. Um, you make a, a light batter for it, batter it, throw it in some like a, a pan full of hot oil, and it just kind of fries up. And uh, you don't – the stems didn't necessarily have the best taste, but if you're eating the flowers, it really had a florally – Tom, Tom made them for us before he did the video, and we yeah. were all very yeah, happy. And, um, and, and I just want to say off topic, you bumped your microphone, and I didn't hear it. Oh, well, that's good. You actually yeah. bumped I didn't even notice I bumped Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I just I'm, – I'm proud of that. But, yeah, those the elderflower fritters, when they were done, it was um, – they almost have like a, a lace-like look when you're done because all the little flowers, they're, they're oval or cylindrical, yeah. but all the little flowers just cling a little bit of batter, and there's a lot of holes through it, and then you just put a little powdered sugar on top. And I had – uh, actually a bottle of uh, lavender flavored honey that a friend had given to me and put that on that really bumped up that that floral yeah. taste a lot and it was they were awesome it's visually pleasing because it kind of yeah. looks like queen a- queen Anne's lace mm-hmm. a little bit yeah. like that kind of look to it but the the textures and the the tastes were really good yeah so that was my my appetizer portion of this meal all right and then okay. so the next uh this is a three-course meal okay i guess uh, almost right. a four-course meal okay. but uh, the next course, your main course, was actually going to be buffalo fried milkweed pods and uh, really with a side of, of steamed milkweed shoots. Another two things you're not going to get at the same time. Yeah. But um, the you can actually eat. A lot of people think milkweed is toxic because that's what we've learned for, yeah. for so long. Milkweed is, is toxic to eat, and that's one of the reasons the monarch caterpillars eat the milkweed is because they, they can tolerate those toxins and it actually makes them toxic to their predators uh, yeah. like birds and, and that kind of thing um but you can actually process the milkweed i don't necessarily want to process, say process you're basically blanching it okay and you're removing a lot of those toxins and um and sometimes you can even eat it fresh but you don't want to eat a lot of it because it can give you some uh yeah. some gastrointestinal uh yes. ailments and um you, then you're going to really need our last list <laughs> but, but uh yeah. <laughs> but yeah so I'll, and i'll post these recipes online too awesome awesome um, that would be great but this was a recipe for buffalo flavored milkweed pods where you basically just took the milkweed pod and battered it, breaded it. Uh, in their recipe, you, you threw it in the oven for I think it was like 15, 10, 15 minutes. Okay. And I'm sure, I'm sure you could fry it as well. Then they tossed it with some buffalo sauce and, and put it back in the oven for another five minutes. And then you'd come out and you had a buffalo flavored milkweed pod. All right. So far, you're two for two. I'm trying both of those. Yeah. That's I, I have I'm, tried the first I'm one. I would try, try. That And then okay. the steamed milkweed shoots were... Um, Basically, it's the same way you'd cook asparagus. And you're harvesting the milkweed shoot when it's only maybe six to eight inches tall, maybe a little bit bigger uh, when it's really fresh and tender. 
and uh, you're gonna pull off all the lower leaves. You can leave that top little floret. Okay. Of leaves. All right. And um, and then you just cook it like you cook asparagus. You can even just uh, you want to blanch it first for 30 seconds to a minute. Throw it in a frying pan and just kind of uh, saute it for a couple awesome. minutes. Or you can steam it. You can just steam it like that. And um, and I've heard they they are a similar consistency to asparagus, but I've I've never tasted them, so I don't know. All right. All what right. exactly they taste I'm, like. I'm on board so far. So the third one, this is your dessert, or part of your dessert, is uh, is actually an acorn cake. I and, think you've um, got to convince me on that one. That one, you're actually taking very... oak acorns, white oak acorns, okay. and you want to, you'd actually mill them into a flour. You have to leach them, leach all the tannins out, okay. or they are, uh, they're really going to not, <laughs> they're going to send yeah. you to the bathroom. They're not going to make <laughs> you feel too good. Um, but you actually leach all the tannins out using water, and you just keep cycling them through water and, okay. and let them soak in water until all those tannins are pulled out. Um, and then you can mill it into a flour, okay. and you use it similar to bread flour okay. or, or right. even all-purpose flour. And um, you have to amend your recipes a little bit, but you can make cakes and pancakes even. But, I would uh, do a pancake. I don't know that yeah. I would I would be, like, amped up to try acorn cake, but acorn pancake. I and think I've, I've had the pancakes cooked for me once. I've never made them before okay. just because milling the flour is a lot of work. Yeah. And uh, and that's got that requires a lot of foresight. I'm not doing. Listen, if if you're if if you're not boiling up heartwood of a hop horn bean <laughs> to cure a cough, yeah. you're not milling white oak acorns to make flour. And uh, I was really torn with the next the next phase of that, but okay. I was I wasn't sure if you pair that acorn cake with uh with beach plum jam or I chose a beach plum sorbet. I am on board because I like beach. Yeah, plum. beach plums are awesome, and you can eat the fruit by itself. Yeah, it's not a huge fruit. But uh, but most commonly, I've seen it put into jams, and even um, the jam is very good. I was at a plant sale, and and uh, I had beach plums for sale, and someone came up to me and said, "Oh, oh, have you ever had beach plum jam?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And were, oh, I, I have some. Let me go home. And they actually drove home and came back and gave me a jar of their beach plum jam, and oh, we kind of nice. traded for some plants. But it was amazing. I had to really fight my wife off for that one. Now, <laughs> it was had, so good. We had a customer here and we, we grow and sell beach plum and we grow it from seed that we collect ourselves so you get a lot of genetic genetic diversity but one of our customers was so thrilled because they got a yellow beach plum. Yeah. It was producing yeah. yellow beach plum and they're like, you don't understand how rare that is. This is, so I'm still waiting for that yeah, yeah, yellow yeah. beach plum jam. I didn't. But I when I was, so it. originally I was going to put just beach plum jam in this okay. and add the recipe to, uh, to our post show notes. But um, then I started looking, and they had uh, this beach plum sorbet, which is basically it, it had similar steps to making the jam, but then you deviated and you made um, uh, you, well, you ended up making a, a sorbet. And they really said if you pair that with a, a scoop of vanilla ice cream as well, oh. the fat really bling from the vanilla ice cream really brings out a lot of those plum flavors from from the Ooh, beach I'm, plum sorbet. Yeah. And yeah, that's going to be something we have to try. I'm in. The in. Office. I'm in. So then the last one was i couldn't pass this one up was uh was just the cattail moonshine that's our little nightcap you have my attention is uh so native americans i guess used to make a a primitive liquor out of cattails and make like almost a whiskey out of the the root and cattails very abundant in our area uh so that's and uh and i was actually doing a little research trying to figure out how to do this and there are numerous online like um distillery forums where they're actually trying to come up with a recipe to make this i'm interested and in everyone's a little bit different saying oh well can you use the stock can you not use a stock no things I, get too starchy I, actually mm. one of our co-workers had pawpaw moonshine yeah, yeah, that yeah. said was it loved it said mm-hmm. it was very very delicious so i I'd, I'd be very if we can if we can come up with cat we actually have two um locally um I can't think of uh, the, uh, distilleries. distilleries. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if we can uh, talk to them. Yeah, of, yeah, of coming we'll up with the, cattail moonshine. Because yeah, so. there's cattails all over the place. So. All right, so now it's it's time for the the piece de resistance. So we're five leaves that you can use as toilet paper. And I'm so. going to let Fran take this one over. I'm going to socially <laughs> distance myself from this topic. So, so we we tried to go from. Uh, well, you know, why don't I just do it instead of so? Yeah. So the first one. Now we we researched none. Of, I I do want to say that none of this. I have I have no personal experience with any of this. I so thought not, you had to test all these out. To, I I did for our listeners so they knew that this was okay I, to use. Ideally, you would think yes. I I have no personal experience, so I can't say that I've tried these and they worked. So this is it's funny when you Google this 
the amount of articles written about this. It wasn't one. It's numerous. So I tried to pick the ones out from these articles that that would give you a good range. <laughs> good range. So uh, number one, start off with lamb's ear, which is steakies, um, which is perhaps the Cadillac of our choices. So the leaves are very, very soft. Um, and Tom's I'm, go- I'm never going to look at lamb's ear the same. <laughs> so, and I, I can't remember if we mentioned that I, I did have pictures that we were going to hold up for these, but you're going to actually put. Yeah, I'm going to put the pictures in the video. In the video. So, that- so if you're watching the video, you'll be able to see the plants that we're talking about as we as we talk about them. So, but lamb's ear uh, leaves are very soft, very durable, very thick, um, but very narrow also. So maybe not. Could be an issue. It could be yeah. an issue with some people. So, um our second choice is mullen, which mullen and and lamb's ear kind of have a similar look, very different. Um, you know, it, mullen is is in abundance around here. You definitely see it; it stands out because it gets six foot tall and and has yellow blooms um, in the summer. Um, but uh, it's like lamb's ear with the the softness, but a little bit bigger. And it's actually the, the the common name for it. One of the common names is cowboy's toilet paper. So. You yeah. can't you can't beat yeah. that. So um, that that's said. The leaves are. You can also make a tea out of the leaves that are supposed to be good for a cough mm-hmm. as well. Um, you know, I, just you know, again, we don't advocate any of this. You lamb's, don't need to run to the lamb's ear and mullen. You need to grow some, some people mullen. can confuse and and lamb's ear is not something you would want to make tea out of. So, yeah. you know, so just please. Uh, you know, take do, all that. Do your own research. Yeah. Don't just listen to us and yes. assume that we're right. I'm not an expert. I am not an expert. Uh, the next one, large leaf aster, which its common name is lumberjack toilet paper. So now we're getting like, so yeah. it's it's so an abundant. People have tried these. People before. have That's tried it. Apparently, lumberjacks, lumberjacks and, and cowboys. <laughs> so the the heart shaped leaves are big and on the softer side, and in, in the, like the Pacific Northwest, it makes almost like a carpet. So it's in abundance. You can find it mm. relatively relatively easily so apparently it 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 serves its purpose well so um the next one maybe a little controversial um slippery elm now this is the leaves are definitely more gritty like sandpaper you know so it's definitely the scott tissue paper what's what's wrong with scott's i'm just saying it's not charming not, yeah. No, not they all can't. <laughs> all right. They all yeah, can't be Charmin. You're going to have different ends in the spectrum. Uh, Charmin might just be wasteful. It, it, you know, Scott's I, is very economical. It's very economical. It's, Thousand sheets per roll. It, it, very economical. So, and and that's why Slippery Elm is on here. It's mm-hmm. it, it it does its job. It does its job well, and that's important. So, um, and then the last one I thought was interesting. So, it, someone recommended moss. Just they said it's like using a wet wipe. It's like the wet wipe of, 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 you know, native plants that you can use. Um, and it also contains iodine, which kills germs. So you're you're yeah. serving two functions at once. Yeah. It's multi-purpose. Moss is multi-purpose. That's your yeah. That's your baby wipe of the yeah yeah. That's your baby wipe. So that's the five. I thought that was a nice that rounded out the mix very well. So again, this is all for for entertainment's sake yes. so please so but the recipes we, we are we don't want you to give any reviews of our our toilet paper selections <laughs> but if uh, you actually have experience and suggestions we would love to hear we yeah. threw it out on facebook and really no one no one uh followed up with mm-hmm. it but you know if if you found yourself in a tough place and and had to make that call like hopefully it wasn't poison ivy or poison oak yeah, yeah. um you know, make sure make sure you know those <laughs> plants before you start grabbing leaves. But if you know, if you have if you have native plants that you that you've used as medicine or recipes mm-hmm. or toilet paper, play along with us. Yeah, that's one of the things we can't stress enough is this is supposed to be dynamic. We want to hear from you, so so let us know. Give us feedback on all this stuff. We want to interact. I know we've said it before, but please, we're on all social media. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Podbean. You can leave comments, and we've responded to those. There's so many, of these, and we're going to touch base on these all the places that you can reach us. But we want to hear from you, and we will respond. We it, we're, your your comments don't go on deaf ears. We we want to. We want to talk to you, and we want to tailor this around what you want. So mm-hmm. help us do that by by talking to us. Yep. Yeah. So now I guess it's about time to wrap this up. This is 
more of a filler. Uh, we mentioned in the beginning we didn't want to necessarily bring guests in with uh, with how things are right now. Um, and But we didn't want to leave you guys hanging at the same time and waiting a month or a month and a half until our next episode. So we figured let's do one together, uh, make it a little bit fun, a little bit light and refreshing, and um, and hopefully in the next one we can bring someone in. And if, if not, we'll, we'll have to do, do some phone calls. We'll, we'll do phone calls or we can do more of this. If, yeah. if you enjoy this and you like this and you enjoy uh, the way Tom and I interact, then, then maybe until it's safe, we can we can do another one of these two. So, um, how long do you think we we've been on the air? I was I've been keeping a little bit of track. I I think we're right about forty minutes. No, no. Oh, has it been longer? Yeah. Oh, we're gosh. we're we're over fifty minutes. Wow. So we wow. were saying yeah. originally we were gonna we're like yeah maybe we should do twenty minutes, and then. We had my klutzy mishap where I I didn't <laughs> plug the the equipment back in. Y- you know we were we were running probably we were about halfway through and we were at twenty mm-hmm. minutes. So I looked when we got to that same point where we were at we were ten minutes over. Really? Well, yeah. So we, we did better the second we time. We actually you good, know, good for all you at home. Yeah, the first one actually wasn't bad, but I'm happy that I messed up. Yep. See, it. it I did it on purpose. Yeah, <laughs> I did it on purpose. I knew that our first take wouldn't be the best take. Yep. So I forced, we're gonna have to do this every time. <laughs> I forced a second take. That that was yeah. my plan. So, so but thank you, uh, everyone, for again. We can't thank you enough for listening, for finding us, tuning in, paying attention to us, uh, interacting with us, all the likes, everything. Thank you so much. Um, you can follow us, please, on Twitter at Pineland Nursery, no S, just Pineland Nursery. You can follow us on Facebook at Pinelands Nursery NJ. Instagram, you can follow us at Pinelands Nursery or at Native Plants underscore Healthy Planet. And we have our YouTube channel, which is Pinelands Nursery. So you can listen to the Native Plants Healthy Planet podcast directly at www.pinelandsnursery.com. You can also follow the podcast on our brand new website, nativeplantshealthyplanet.com. And you can check us out on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, or you can just ask Alexa to play the Native Plants Healthy Planet podcast. I'm Tom. I am Fran, and thank you again, everyone. We will see you next time. Until then, keep it safe and keep it native. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.